What's up, guys? This is Mike Fitzpatrick. And Dan Brown. And this is the R3 Podcast, where our mission is to help others level up in their everyday lives. Whether you're a student, parent, full-time employer, or even jobless. We want to show you the benefits of being real, raw, and relevant. Let's go. What's up, R3 Nation? This is Mike Fitzpatrick. I'm here with my boy. Dan Brown, what's going on in the world today? And we are, uh, we're going to talk about the turning point and, and basically when we viewed our time in our life when we actually figured out, hey, holy crap, I can do this. I can, I can make money. Right. I, I can get myself into a situation of success. So what was, what was that somewhat turning point for you or, or what adversity led you to figuring out that you, you actually could make something of yourself? So I've had, you know, two different aspects of my life. So number one, um, it was kind of when I figured out that, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at sales. Right. And I think that yeah. I'm at least decent because I started doing really well. I was in timeshare before I got in real estate and there was a part of me where I would sit there and I was starting getting sales. I was doing everything. I was getting people to say, yes, I wasn't having any rescissions. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty good. I can probably do this for a while and, you know, have yeah. it, but I wasn't to that like top tier level. I was still in the, like the top five or six, but I never got to like number one, number two. So I had a, a sales director. Um, he came up and he said, you know, there's one thing that will change your whole entire life if you can change your viewpoint. And he talked about how much a lead, a person that comes in the door for a marketing presentation, how much they're worth for the company. Now us, you know, you sit there, you make a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand yeah. dollars per person, but you never really think about what's going outside that door. And so what happened is that he kind of took and he said, you know, you, you'd have a pamphlet where it had their little information, what kind of credit, where they're from. And then you have like a discovery profile and inside's like a little pamphlet. And on side of it, you know, he said, well, every single day when you go outside, you go pick up this pamphlet before you get your tour. And I'd be like, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Fitzpatrick? Oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> you know, and so before there's a lady at the front, and he said, you know, before you pick up this tour, how much is that lead worth to you? So well, I need I need to sell them. And he's like, well, let me ask you, how hard would you sell them if you had to write me a check? I was like 21 at the time, and I blew all my <laughs> money out the night before. So I'd be like, yeah, you might want to hold on to that check a little bit for me. But so the aspect of it, he said, if I had to give you this piece of paper before you took right. it, if you had to write me a check for a thousand dollars, how hard would you hold on to that lead? How hard would you push him? How oh, deep yeah. in third, fourth level questions would you ask him so that person wouldn't get out in front of you and you can make a sale? So I sat there and I thought about it and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go and write a check. Wrote a check for a thousand dollars. It was going to bounce, but I wrote the check anyways. <laughs> but so I sat there and I thought about it in my head and I said, if they're literally the company that I'm working for is giving me that opportunity of a thousand dollars, they're literally investing in me yeah. for me to go sell them. And I had to write a check for a thousand dollars. So I sat there and man, I literally pushed on these people, like found out their names, their anniversaries, why they travel, why they didn't travel, where they've been, their dream vacations. And literally it was almost to the point where you sit there and you look at them like, let's say you're in front of me and I say, Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Fitzpatrick. We're family now. Like, like, I mean, basically, I mean, <laughs> I'm basically your kid because I was 21. They're typically 40 to 50 yeah. when they're on tour. But I literally said, Year after year, you guys come back to Myrtle Beach. You have all these other places on vacation. You want to go to Greece, Italy. You want to go to Australia. You want to go to all these places. But yet year after year, you're coming back to Myrtle Beach. 
Well, it sounds like that's the only place you guys are going to vacation. Well, no, we're going to go on all these places. And I said, back in my head, I'm like, damn, I got to check for $1,000 if I don't sell this. Yeah. So I started pushing. I was like, well, let me ask you, how many years have you been planning? Oh, well, we plan every year to go somewhere. I'm like, but yet you come back to Myrtle Beach over and over and over again. Yeah. At the end of the day. I sat there and I pushed him and I pushed him. We started getting emotional and I was like, you know, obviously it's the money. At the end of the day, you're spending the same amount of money to go to Myrtle Beach that you could be putting in that money into a vacation package. Um, and realistically, that's, they broke down. And that was my turning point because they sat there and they both said, without this type of deal, we will never be able to go on our dream vacation. Yeah. And dude, that was probably the most intense thing because I sat there and I was sweating. I mean, yeah. I don't know it. I mean, it was probably like 70 degrees and I thought it was 150. I'm wearing a suit, sweat, you know, everywhere <laughs> all over the place. But it was a huge turning point because I sat there and I thought about, okay, what is a lead worth, right? If a company is investing in me with leads and I had to sit there and write a check for a thousand dollars, how hard would you hold on to them? Yeah. You wouldn't let them go. Right. I'd make them write me a check. I'm not letting them go. And so for me, that one little hint of advice or that little push was, hey, you know what? Listen, if they're investing in me and I can invest in myself, right. if I literally had to write a check for $1,000 before I picked up a tour, a.k.a. a lead, how much harder would I push them? Right. And I still use that to my day, right? So if a lead comes in to me, that's worth $5,000. So every single person, I'm going to follow up with them 11 times in three well, days. Well, what's crazy to me is there's there I, I, it's a constant complaint that I hear from the industries that we're in that like the leads are crap and blah, 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 blah. But they, but they work them like total crap also. And they're not understanding that if they would follow up with it, like you said, oh, if, yeah. if, if, if every lead that you had, cause a lot of these brokerages and whatnot, they do provide leads. Absolutely. So right. if it was a lead that you actually paid for, not yep. the brokerage, mm -hmm. how much harder would you work for that lead? And I would, I would hope that most people would work harder. The The fact of the matter is, is there, they won't, they're lazy. they won't, that they're, they're lazy, but that that is a a key advice in in trying to get somebody turned in the right direction right because if you're constantly saying that your leads are shit you're probably working them like shit well and that's the thing is so if you sat there and i and i would always do it so i never knew i was in i was in sales before that i was in you know jewelry sales yeah. which people come in and buy rings and stuff you could upsell them but i never really had a pressure or I don't consider, I, I'm putting pressure on myself to say, right. we're not giving pressure, but I never really thought about it. Like the more questions that you ask to a prospect or a lead, yeah. the deeper you're learning about them. Now, some people are like, oh, you're just being a salesperson. You're pushing, you're becoming, right. you know, for me though, it's learning about that person and it's figuring out their why and why right. they do stuff. So the average real estate agent, mortgage broker or car salesperson, when they get a lead come into them, they're going to follow up two times. On average, That's it's going to take them 10 to 30 minutes, if not an hour to two hours. Yeah. And then they're going to put it in their little database and they're never going to follow up with it. And that lead is unfortunately getting followed up by 15 other brokers or right. 15 other people or salespeople. And the likelihood of you actually converting them without you following up is zero. Yeah. Like zero. And that's the hard part is that all these people, they're like, oh, the leads suck. Oh, I'm not getting any leads. Well, if you work a lead and you work it like you had to pay for that lead, right. you never let them out of your sight, oh, right. you're going to win. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the amount of follow-up that things are taking right now because of the arbitrage of, of technology right. and all the different ways that they're getting touched and remarketed to and that stuff's popping up in their Facebook and in their news feeds and all these different ways, you have to be more top of mind than you've ever had had to been in, in, in your career, which is you have to follow up with that person every single day. 
from Every, multiple mediums. And so that's the thing. So I, I go back. There's a there's one of my clients that I actually play golf with every week now. His name's Tony Napolitano. I love him to death. Great guy. Um, but what happened, and it's crazy. So I, I sold him a house about a year and a half ago, um, maybe two years ago. For three years, Mike, I followed up with him religiously <laughs> at least once a week or once every two weeks. And, you right. know, the crazy thing, though, is I have my CRM. So I literally can see what article I sent him, what neighborhood I sent him, if I sent him what a What he call, clicked on, what he opened. Everything. And so what happened is I sat there and I said, holy shit, this is the long play because I didn't follow up with him twice, three times. I, I Literally, it was right. probably 500 times. And I still follow up with him because I play golf with him every week. Right. But, but the crazy part with it is that it literally took me time. Most people, right. if they're not buying today or in six months, I'll forget about them. I'm not going to follow up. Well, with what, what it does for you too as you follow up uh, is you can start to create like a roadmap of how this person actually thinks. Oh, yeah. And and that's, that's the follow-up that, that I usually use in taking notes is – I want to understand how this person thinks and what their trigger points are right. to understand how I ethically sell to them and, and get them to to make a purchase. And and that was that was some sort of turning point for me because I got to a place to where I, I had a W two that said twelve grand on it, and 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 I was and that was my entire year working in the mortgage business right. before I, I changed companies. And what, what triggered me to, to start making a change in my life was the fact that I just needed to stop being so fucking afraid. Well, that's it, is most people are afraid. And yeah. it's whether it's your, your upbringing or it's the people that you surround yourself you know, by. And a lot of people will be like, I can make 10 grand a year, 15 grand a year. Yeah. I'm going to go work at McDonald's and make, you know, 19, what is it? Uh, $19,000 yeah. as a manager, or not as a manager, but as like a headline chef. But people think that's okay. And you well, know, that's for you. That's yeah. Cool. Society right now is telling us it, it, that if you make 50 grand a year that you're doing something, which, which you are, you, if you make 50 grand a year and you're completely happy, that's all that matters. Right. Of course. But I, since I was a little kid, just had this inclination that I could do something bigger than that. And and I grew up in an entrepreneurial setting. Right. My dad is, is an entrepreneur. He's worked for himself for 30 years. Right. Um, so I always knew that there was something more, but then I got into the sales arena and, and I was working for my dad and I was like, man, this is just like, this is really not working out. Right. Like what is happening here? What, what's going on? And, and I wouldn't say that because of this book, I hit a turning point, but I, I, I did read, uh, be obsessed or be average by good old Grant Cardone, by old Grant Cardone. or uncle G. Yeah. So, so in reading that book, what it did was it started to show me how society is telling me that it's, uh, that it's not okay to number one, talk about money and right. it should be okay. Especially in your close friends group, you should be able to, you should be able to talk about money and, and push each other to, to reach whatever peak you want to reach. If Absolutely. you're at 30 grand right now and the, and the top end is 50 grand and that's going to make you happy and it's going to change your family's life as a friend group, you should be able to talk about that. Um, and, and then from there, the, the massive action, uh, that he talks about and, and growing your, your personal brand and those kind of things. So when that switch flipped, honestly, I, I, I went from doing 12 grand in a single year in the mortgage business. And within six months I had made $175,000 and the only thing that I changed was my mindset and I got more consistent at the things that make you successful. Right. So posting five or six times a day on social media 
And, and from there, it, it, it caught on like wildfire. And now you see in our, in our industry right now, I have created, whether people want to give me credit for it or not, I have created a trend in Myrtle Beach in our industry. Because if you look back two and a half years ago at who was actually posting on social media from, from a mortgage perspective right. and and how often they were doing it. Locally? Locally. Locally, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You were the only person and you got right. a lot of flack for that. And you oh, still I get do. a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that is is one thing where I think it has made our industry better. I think that the content has got better in our in our little market that we're in of of people actually just providing good, valuable content. Right. And that was not there two and a half years ago. Well, see, the, and the, then I post seven times a day and now everybody's doing well, it. Well and see the problem is is that for a lot of mortgage brokers in our area the marketing has been the same since I got into the business five like my years post ago. yesterday. Hey, well, yeah, my, yeah. my value add is co-branded flyers, which, which is, uh, <laughs> who posted that? Uh, Jason Frazier from yeah. Sh- shred media. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what? It's so funny though, is because that's it. Literally it's the whole, and I get hit up all the time. You know this, and it's literally, Hey, let me do open house flyers for you. Right. Uh, let me bring stuff to your office and let's do this and let's do that. What, what kind of value? So you're going to help me out with my open house flyers. That I already don't print out. Because I don't do open houses because <laughs> there's other lead sources that are better. But I'm just being like, and that's the thing though, is that a lot of people say, okay, hey, this is the value that I add and it's yeah. that or it's this or that, but it's the same freaking thing year after year after year after year. Yeah. After and that's, year. that's the confidence factor of, of hitting that turning point of knowing that I can provide real value because I, I teach lead generation classes. Course, right. I know how to lead generate through social media, through these different platforms. So I'm directly get like I'm, I'm helping them with something that is actually going to change their business rather than saying, Hey, uh, give me a deal. I'll close it on time. Like most mortgage guys, um, which isn't any value at all because right. well, that's what I expect. Honestly, like all of us should be able to close loans in under 30 days. If, if you, if you can't, like, you probably need to go work for a different company or you need to get out of the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, and of course there's shit that pops up and it makes it to oh, where yeah, you right. can't do that sometimes. But, um, the, the true value add and, and getting confident in the fact that I do know what I'm talking about was the turning point for me because the, the whole time that I wasn't being successful, I was reinvesting and being a student of the game. Like we've talked yep, about absolutely. before. And knowing my craft, that way, whenever I did start getting a lot of volume in, I would know what I was doing. So that was reading guidebooks, the ins and outs of how to get loans closed, right? Um, all these different things that that ultimately, now that I'm a branch manager, because I got my teeth kicked in, whenever I wasn't getting good business, I was having to close whatever I could close to try to eat, right? And and I was I was figuring out how to close the hardest loans possible because that's all anybody was giving me. Oh yeah. Um, but now, like now, I know the ins and outs of how to close the easy ones, so we get those done real fast. And oh, then yeah. the hard ones are puzzles, and I love that shit. And so you know, it's the craziest thing. So when I first started, um, the guy that I worked for, um, he literally gave me like six hundred leads that were like dead archive leads yeah. that nobody's talked to, and I think like three years and oh, it was basically the leads that hey 
call them, learn the script that we have for you and see if you can convert anybody. Well, obviously everybody else would be like, oh, these suck, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I sat there and I said, okay, you know what? Let, let's just call them. Whether if yeah. they have, for me, I, I always learned A, B, or C credit, right? For me, because yeah. that was the timeshares that you knew. So for me, even a C credit, you can always borrow money. You can do like a bill me later in, in yeah. timeshare aspects. So for me, I was like, anybody that I can get in front of me that I can practice what I do on a daily basis, that's good. I'm willing to spend my time calling these people. Even if they don't even speak yeah. English, I'm going to go get them. What's well, an at-bat? That's it. You're getting an at-bat to, to practice your next pitch. And and when it comes to videos, that's that's something that I, I kind of bridge that parallel with is a lot of people think that, that I do videos to try to get social media outreach. No, I do videos to evaluate myself on the things that I get caught up on. Right. That way, the next time I'm talking to a client about this specific topic, oh, guess what? I'm not caught up on it anymore because I just studied my own video for the last two days. Well, you know what? That's the thing is that you can go back. Like, I go back and I've watched videos that I put out in, like, 2015. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's four years ago. And, you know, I was, I was consistent. Then I stopped for a while and obviously get back at it. But, like, if you see the way that, I mean, I was literally, I didn't memorize anything. I was just yeah. kind of going off of it. But I was the only person then doing those updates. Right. And uh, it was kind of crazy, though, is because... What happens is you go back and you're like, damn, man, I was, I was doing market statistics for neighborhoods. I was doing yeah. this. I was doing that. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I stopped doing that. I should probably go back and yeah. do that. Because that's what started you on the upswing. Well, of and that's it. And then so what it was is when I started getting those people and I started booking appointments, people were like, how are you booking three, four appointments a week? How are you booking three appointments a day? Um, and it's because literally I wouldn't take no. They'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm not looking right now. And I'd be like, well, when are you going to look? You have friends that are interested yeah, when would be a good time yeah. for us to sit down and talk? Even if you're a year out, Mike, let's go and sit down today. So that way we can come up with a plan. So yeah. that way when you're ready in a year, there's no questions. We get stuff done. We today. get you in touch with a lender that gets you on the right path. Everybody. I know your credit's not great right now. Da, 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 da. You Listen, number roadmap. one thing that I ever learned is that most people say, oh, I can't get you approved. Listen, I will get you approved whether it's today, six months or a year or two years from now. I will work with you from today till then. Yep. People will fucking love you for that. Oh, yeah. And that's it. So, like, I have personal friends that have been, dude, I, I have no credit. And then in three months, they're like, holy crap, I just closed on a, a $200,000 house. Yeah. I didn't think that that was possible. I didn't know that I could do this because, I hate to say this, most mortgage brokers, not you, but most of them, they're like, well, what's the minimum down payment? Oh, it's 10%. Oh, it's, it's 15%. You yeah. get 20% down. Most people don't know that there's programs out there where they're not effectively putting the shit yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the, the the big thing that I can tell our listeners on, on what needs to change, if you're in a place where you're just kind of stuck and, and the ceiling is kind of drooping down oh, and, yeah. and you're trying to get through that glass ceiling is – it starts with mindset. We, we talk about mindset all the time. And, and without the proper mindset, you're always going to be where you are right now. Well, and that's it. Because if you think about it, if you're down on your luck or if you're hard on yourself and if you don't think that there's much possible more than yeah. what you're doing today, you're, you're in a rut. And that yeah. rut is always going to keep digging. Well, the one thing, I, Gary Vee, I was listening to one of his videos just recently, and he said it baffles him why so many people feel like or they're or they're playing this game like they've got another fucking shot at it. You don't. 
you, you, dude, you get one life, man. Well, and, and his his whole thing there's a there's a thing that he posted. I think it's called a "Fuck You Monday," and it literally yeah. he talks about how lucky that you were that your your parents didn't have sex three minutes early. Oh yeah, like one in a trillion chance that you became right. a human being and not the tree that I'm standing next to. Dude, it, and it's insane. But most people think that hey, listen, you know what? I have tomorrow. I don't need to work hard today. I don't need to do this. Yeah. Market's not going to crash. I'm not going to get in a car accident. My parents aren't going to die tonight yeah. or any of that stuff. And the realistic factor, and I think me and you both kind of hit this, we literally will go as hard as we possibly can day in, day out, because yeah. we don't know if tomorrow will happen. Yeah, nobody's telling me that I have to be at the office at 7 a.m. every day. My wife leaves, and she goes and takes Oliver to daycare so she can get to work. And I'm not just going to sit at home and watch Fox News or something. I'm going to go to the office and actually get something done rather than sitting at home doing doing nothing right. enthralled in politics or news or whatever it might be. I'm going to go make some money. I'm going to go make something well, of and myself. That's the difference, though. So many people get consumed, right? So yeah. they're going to sit there and they're going to go watch 82 cat videos on Facebook yeah. when they first wake up in the morning. But you choose not to do that, or and so do I. Or get stuck on TikTok for hours and hours and hours and yeah, hours just yeah, just scrolling that's, that's like a really bad thing there is tiktok <laughs> i should have never been introduced to it yeah no but but, it, but seriously like the and just like in a little side for a second who the president of the united states is doesn't matter to you if you're listening to this right now you have to pay your credit card payment at the end of the month you have to pay your mortgage you have to pay your car payment whatever it might be and it doesn't give. It doesn't matter who the fuck the president is. So stop it. Just stop it. I, I had, if, I, if I don't, if I don't share that Bojangles is giving away eighty-two sandwiches today, I don't. It, I, I won't. That's not mine. No. But that's relevant. It, it's it's literally one of the things that irritates me the most. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but it is driving me absolutely mad. But see, and here here's the thing, and this is this is a crazy thing. Is most. Um, People do it because that's what their their mindset is. That yeah. if they they bitch and they complain and they share this, it's going to give them. If you don't have over a hundred thousand followers and you're doing anything political on social media, you're not doing a damn thing. Stop it. Well, dude, they they're getting their fulfillment out of it though. That, it, it's stupid though. But it's their fulfillment. <laughs> it's they're literally sitting there and they're saying that hey, you know what? Let's do this. Is what's mattering to me. But at the end of the day, realistically, you're right. I don't care if it is freaking a Sasquatch in the White House. <laughs> yeah. I still have to make my credit card payment. I yeah. still have to do this. So at the end of the day. That was another turning point for me because I would get caught up in that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, and, and that's one of the things is that you sit there and you start bitching, you complain, and you start literally slacking at work. All of a sudden, you get let go, and all of a sudden, everything gets repoed and foreclosed on and all yeah. this other shit. Why? Oh, well, I spent eight hours a day on uh, Facebook posting about um donkeys yeah <laughs> well now you're the jackass well that's it right and so i mean and that's the the aspect about it is that literally it does not matter whatever else is going in your life yeah you have to execute daily yeah period uh, my saying execution is the only measure well and that's it though is because most people will literally sit there and Dude, I, I have a lot of shit going sideways personally, you know, yeah. um, you know, with all the shit that's going on. But at the same time, I literally have to get up yeah. and bust my ass every single day because if not, 
in three you're months. You're going to be underneath the desk sleeping. sucking your thumb. and oh, Yeah, I'm going to have Berkeley on one side, Payne and Jessica. We're all going to be sleeping underneath if I don't go to work every single day and bust my ass. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, here's the deal. I could literally wake up tomorrow and go get a job making $30,000 a year. And, well, let's just say fifty. dollars um, Yeah. And, I mean, we could live okay. Right. But I now I know what I'm capable of because I know that literally – Every single day, I'm writing my own check. I know yeah. that if I go and follow up, if I go in and execute, if I go make calls, if I literally convert, 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 I know that hey, you know what? I'm gonna make three hundred grand this it's year. It's not. It's not rocket science. It, the the one thing that I wish I could show to more people is just how simple it actually is to make money. Like it, all it takes is just an opening of the brain, and and I'm not an intelligent, like super intelligent person, you just have to open your brain and you have to be willing to do things that other people aren't accustomed to doing. Right. Those type of things. I, I hate the cliche. You have to be willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. Yeah, of course not, that's, but it, at the same time though, it's not really that true. Right. I mean, because realistically, I mean, our market are, I think our average income we looked up was like $35,000 or oh, yeah, something like that. But at the end of the day, those are the people that are majority of them are okay. Yeah, the the Fannie Mae guideline on on income is sixty grand for a household. Sixty grand for a household. How much for an individual? Uh, like twenty eight, I think, is the number. So I'd if you're listening to, to this and, and you're making twenty eight thousand dollars a year in Myrtle Beach, I can probably get you a hundred and what one fifty one thirty five. Yeah, they can probably. So I mean, if you're out there, give me a call. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I definitely. Uh, that's the other turning point for me as as a manager and as a business owner is I now have the confidence to know because I've done it with two, three people now that, right. that I can take them from basically no income to, right. to making a hundred thousand dollars a year fairly easily. Well, and the thing though, is they just have to be literally willing to take notes and yeah. then follow the notes that you gave them. Yeah. Because, and, and that's the thing is that um, I was listening to something the other day and it literally says, no matter what you want to do in the world today, you can go on YouTube and you can learn it. Right. And it's so true though, is because there's people out there that are proclaimed experts or proclaimed oh, different things. But literally, if I want to go mount a TV that I'm not very good at, but that's how I learned. Yeah. If I want to know how to change a light fixture, um, which I don't advise by any means. Yeah, you shouldn't do that, Dan. But you can learn it, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, realistically, if you want to be able to handyman, you can learn drywall repair. You can yeah. learn all these things. And literally, the number one, like, upcoming job in our marketplace here, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is an electrician and a plumber. Yeah. And you're making 70 to 90 grand a year. Yeah, and you don't have to go to much schooling for that either. No. Or you can on-the-job trade. Absolutely. Those, those kind of things. But here's the thing is that people get so wrapped up in their circumstances, right? Right. There's a guy we've talked about him before, um, guy I went to high school with. Every time WMBF posts something, he's literally like, Myrtle Beach sucks. Can't yeah. make a living here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Get blah, out. Blah, blah. Well, that's it. Leave. 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 Here, go, hold go, on. Yeah. I'll pay for your bus ticket to wherever yeah. the hell you want to go. Get out and, and see that it's the same anywhere that you go. Well, and so that's the problem though, right? And I mean, dude, he's making, I think, $35,000 yeah. a year. But at the end of the day, you all you literally have to do is get after it. He could yeah, go you just sit there. Grind. Well, dude, he could take videos of what he does on a daily basis because he's a master mechanic. Yeah. But literally take a video every single day of, hey, guys, this is I'm working on a strut today or I'm working on an oil change or this or that or whatever it is and monetize on that. Yeah. 
I mean, literally, he could make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or a video, I mean, video like, hey, this is what most mechanics would tell you to fix because they're trying to get money out of your pocket, but this is how you actually fix it, and right. you don't actually need to replace this, but this is what your service rider is going to tell you once you go back into the into the dealership. Oh, yeah. They're going to tell you to replace this, this, and this, and now he's providing real value. So there's so many different ways that that you can make money and monetize. Like right now, if somebody tries to recruit me, if I don't really know who they are, they're going to pay me $100 to get on my calendar. You're That's gonna, just another way I'm trying to monetize myself. You're going to Venmo them? They're literally, I have an app that they, if they want to try to recruit me or get my time, they have to go on, schedule time, and it costs them 100 bucks. Dude, I like that. I saw a uh, mug the other day. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Mug It life. says, you can pick my brain once that invoice is paid. Um <laughs> That is actually probably the best thing that I've ever seen. And yeah. Je- Jessica yells at me all the time for giving, you know, free advice because a bunch of people call me and, yeah. and it's, she's always like, I'm going to send them an invoice. And I'm like, let's do it. I'm yeah. down. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I've, I, I'm to that point now. I'm, I'm to the point to where when it comes to, to definitely loan officers, especially in other markets and those kind of right. things, if they're going to call and pick my brain, I'm, I'm going to have a coaching company that well, they have to pay. Well, you know, and here's here's the aspect though, is most people, you know, and I mean, we've talked about coaching companies, we've talked about what else is out there, yeah. what's in our marketplace, how we could, you know, actually ramp it up and do something really fucking huge and cool yeah. at the same time. But what happens is most people, they'll literally just sit there, oh, I don't need a coach. You might not need a coach. Right. You need one person or one thing. I don't care what it is. It could be that you are religious. It could be that you like a certain type of food. Right. You need something that's going to kick you in your ass to get you going, period. And that also goes into finding your why. Yep. And realistically, that one time, that day that he brought up that whole, you pay me $1,000 to get your lead. Yeah that changed everything for me. And I mean that, and that's a big aspect. And I mean, there's been other, you know, small circumstances, but that's probably the biggest thing yeah. overall that's ever changed all aspects of my life. Yeah. The, the, the biggest turning point for me, and I'm going to start trying to keep these not an hour. So we'll, we'll try to wrap <laughs> it up. But um, the, the, the biggest turning point for me was when all of my money got on the line. Right. Like kind of like what you oh, went yeah, through. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, like full disclosure, whenever I first got in, like it, it wasn't me funding the whole thing. And, right. And I had to kind of work the system a little bit and use my dad's name as the branch manager. But I've always handled all the right. functions uh, of the branch. I just didn't have the three years experience that was yeah, needed right. in finances to, to just jump off with a branch. So when it got to a point to where things started to click and he was like, well, you can just start using all of your money to to fund all of this and, and do all of this, that's when the light switch. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. Dude, it gets real. It gets I'm real when you're writing checks trouble. every month. Yeah. I mean, dude, and that's a real big aspect of so many people. And, you know, I've, I've seen it a lot happen is where people will literally go out and they're like, man, I'm great at what I do. I can do this. I can do it myself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they got to write a $5,000 check that month. And they're like, fuck. Uh-oh. Well, dude, and that's the thing, though, is that you're really good until you have to put it on yourself. Because you're so, you're relying, because like, so realistically, let's say leads, for example, right? A lot of companies provide leads. They provide different systems, CRMs, um, signatures, you know, all these different things. The minute that you go out on your own, right? Right. Or open up, you know, a um, a, a different office location where it's all yourself. And that day that you literally stop everything else, what most people do, and they're like, oh, 
this is nice. I got some time today. I don't have to make calls. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't need a CRM. I don't need a website. I don't need leads coming in. And then like 13 days later, they're like, oh my Uh-oh. God, I got no money. I got I to gotta write $5,000 check in the next uh, 14 days. Yep. I'm screwed. What do I do? And then all of a sudden they start hustling, right? So the big difference for me is that day, the, the day that yeah. I decided to leave companies and open up my own office that day. I literally first time I ever made one seller call. I downloaded a uh, system. It's called red X downloaded, yep. got on vortex. I literally made like 230 calls and booked seven appointments. My first day. That's awesome. And dude, it was intense though. It's because literally I sat there and I said, what do I do? You had to, the, I had to, had I had no, no choice. other choice, nothing. And I mean, literally I financially, I was fine, but I literally sat there and I said, I got to pay people. I got to pay for my office run. I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. I was like, all right, so how much money do I have to do? And I said, Oh fuck, I'm, I really got to get to work. Yeah. And, but most people they'll sit there and they'll be like, Oh, I switch companies. I switch brokerages. I decided to do this. And then they literally take their foot off the gas. Like what most yep. brokers are doing right now. I hate to say it in our marketplace right now, most people are on vacation. They're going to do stuff, yep. um, which for, more power to you if you're on vacation and, and oh, you've got the means to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling for the next three just weeks. Understand that if you don't make calls for the next three weeks, you're going to in a month and a half from yep. now or two months from now, right. you're going to go, why do I not have any sales? And you can look back to these three weeks to where you, you didn't do anything. Well, here's the deal too, though. If you're traveling, like, um, like I said, I'm traveling the next three weekends that I'm going for, you know, five days down to Disney after that. But what I have in place is I've put uh, systems and I've leveraged another person to make calls for me. Right. That literally, so that way I don't have to be there. I don't have to do anything. Yep. But at the same time, my business is continuing to go where a year ago I would have been screwed. Oh, yeah. Like 100% screwed. I would have been like, crap, who wants to take a buyer appointment? Who wants to take a listing appointment? Yeah. Who can do this? Let's do this. Oh, God, I'm, I'm freaking out. Yeah. Um, but right now I, I know for a fact. But what happens is that once I get to that point in my life and I can mentally level up and say, hey, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah. Mike, I got somebody that I got. I got five appointments next yeah. week and then you got to start turning stuff down. Well, the, the, the big last point for me and, and I, let me preface this with, please don't do this to yourself. Cause I don't know that this is the recipe for success for most people, but I place myself in a ton of debt and a ton of pressure. Right. And with that pressure, it has kept me motivated every day because like we've talked about, I, I don't have a choice. I don't, I don't have a choice to just like take time off because my my nut every month is $12,000 before I start having fun money. Right. And and that right there, just that right there is what keeps me motivated every day to reach new heights to where I create newer problems for myself, not necessarily new debt, but maybe new investment properties, right. new challenges, these different things, but honestly, I think that if I would have had a scarcity mindset in that in that moment, and said, I'm really just going to keep my bills like uh, $200 for a car and, and $150 for insurance and those kind of things. I'm just, I, I've got to keep it right there. And that scarcity mindset, I think I would still be in a situation to where I was only making thirty or $40,000 a year working as an right. LO at a bank. Or, not that working as an LO at a bank is a bad thing, but the, it would have kept me in the same place because I know my mentality. But I went and jumped off and did a land contract on a on a big ass house and and I did all this different stuff. Now I own three homes. Right. I, I have I have my dream boat that I always ever wanted. And it's uh-huh. not to brag, but it's to show that like the steps that I took and the financial stress that I yeah. put myself in could have wilted me, but what it did was actually on, motivate hold me. Hold on. 
you, you forgot like one of the other parts that most people don't know. What? How many cars you got, Mike? I have too many cars. I actually, uh, I, I, I technically have five cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, and at which the end is the- completely <laughs> ridiculous, stupid, and don't do that. But the number one thing, and the, I, I learned this a long time ago, is you know what the easiest way to make money and make yourself work? Buying shit you can't afford. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, and that kind of goes against <laughs> the, the mindset of, of Gary Vee. But if that's, if that's what truly makes you happy. Right. Not that stuff makes me happy or anything like that. I, I thought that it used to. It definitely does not anymore. But I can't get rid of the stuff at this point because I'll lose so much money on it right. that, it, that it won't make sense to sell it. But now that I have it, I just have no choice whatsoever not to oh, to pay for it. Right. Like I've I've got to. And you know the the biggest thing, and I, and I always learned. I used to buy and you know buy watches and buy diamonds and yeah. sell them on the side. But it was always the biggest thing is that uh, most salespeople when I worked at a uh, at the timeshare company is literally the number one thing. If you want to make sure that you bust your ass every single day and same thing in real estate or mortgages or yeah. any sales is buy stuff that you can't afford until you bust your ass. The white Mercedes. The white, oh man, that is like the <laughs> number one thing, especially in our market more than anything is yeah. that uh, somebody all of a sudden they're doing a little bit. Okay, man, I just got this white Mercedes or I just, I just picked up this nice, very very nice, twenty seven foot pontoon boat. Ooh, I like pontoon boats. Just that's kidding. that's that's where my jam's at right now. Yeah, I'm be getting the pontoon it, yeah. boat. Just but, as an aside, you know, at, at the end of the day, what what I think about is that okay, the two things. You know what? And it's probably terrible advice. Buy stuff that you can't afford, so you bust your ass every single day. If your mental makeup is going to respond to that, a hundred percent. Because some people won't. <laughs> some people will literally shut down. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's people out there that, or I can't pay more than two hundred bucks, like a car yeah. payment, and literally it could be like two fifteen, and, and it will. They're freaking derail out. Oh, hundred percent. And but that's okay. Yeah. That's good. As long as you know yourself. Me, on the other hand, I know that I like nice, fast, uh, yeah. flashy things. So I'm going to go buy stuff. Period. Well, it, like what it all comes down to is happiness is the ROI. Yep. And whatever it is, don't take anything that we've said that, that you should do it a different way. No. If you're 100% happy, keep doing what you're doing. Dude, that, and that's it. But if you're not happy and you need help. Reach out. Reach out to us. Give us a call. We would, uh, we'd love to even just listen. Like, Absolutely. And so to recap real quick before we get going, uh, the number one thing that kind of changed my life was obviously learning and thinking that every single opportunity that came to me, if I had to shell out money before I got that lead, a.k.a. Yeah. $1,000, $5,000, um, if I had to pay what that person cost me or what I could possibly get in return if I had to shell that money up front. That changed everything yeah. for me. And then Mike, yours? Mine is complete mindset. Complete mindset shift away from the fact that it's okay to be afraid. Right. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, nobody actually really gives a shit about me or what I'm doing right. or any of this stuff. Yeah, there's haters and blah, blah, blah. But nobody really cares about what I'm doing. So... If I do whatever I want to do, like nobody cares. Yep. Just be yourself. That's it. Be happy. That's it. So that's uh that's the episode today. If you ever want to reach out to us, please reach out to either myself or Dan. My email is Mike at realrawrelevant.com and Dan's is 
dan at realrawandrelevant.com. Pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Um, so reach out to us, shoot us an email. If there's something that you want us to talk about or expand on from our podcast, please shoot us an email so we can expand on that topic. We're going to be talking about real raw relevant things as oh, yeah. we move forward. So mental health, um, suicide in the sales industry, Absolutely. like all this different stuff. So we're going to expand on some of that stuff and, and we hope that you listen and, and please reach out if you ever need anything. Awesome guys. Have a good day.